There's a story in the Bible about young King Josiah. This guy was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. The Bible says that he was a great king in the tradition of his forebear, David. Uh, his father and his grandfather and his great-grandfather, they all screwed up. They messed up the country. But Josiah, he was dedicated to God, and he made the country prosperous again. Now, in the eighth year of his reign, basically he was age 16, you know, just old enough to drive. No, no, there weren't cars then. But he was just that young, and he decided we're going to tear down the high places of false worship. That's an amazing thing. And in the 18th year of his reign, he decided he's going to repair the house of the Lord. And I want to read to you from 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 14, and it really stood out. I was in my Bible study, and this thing just lit up to me on the page. It said, Now when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. Wow. I want to read that again because it is so powerful. Now, when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. What jumped out to me is you have to get your money right before you get to the truth. Now, think about what was going on at the temple. People were saying, oh, I'm going to give to God. And it piled up in the temple, and there was a lot of money that was brought in. But it wasn't till they got that money out working, hiring artisans and craftsmen to rebuild the temple, getting the money moving through the community, that they were able to uncover the book of the law of the Lord. The word of God was found when they got their money right. And it's not just Second Chronicles that says that. Luke 16, 11, Jesus said, If you're not faithful with your unrighteous mammon, you will not be trusted with true riches. Until they got their money moving, until they got their money working, they were not trusted with the word of God. Luke 16.10 says, But if you are faithful in small things, you will be set over greater things. And the small thing here is money. But we have to get the money right. And we haven't done that in America. Josiah ordered the money that was stored up in the temple to be put to use. He said, pay the laborers. That's an important theme in Scripture. If you don't pay money, if you just hoard money, you're like the rich fool who stored up all his riches, and then the Lord said, this night your life is required of you, fool. In economics, there's a concept called the velocity of money. If you don't move the money, if it's stored and kept in one place, all it is is useless paper or useless metal or useless something. If the velocity of money is zero, that means it's not transacting, it's not being used, the economy dies, period. That's an economic truth. Now, Jesus explained this basically in the parable of the talents. Remember, he, gave, he said the master came along, he gave some talents to, to one servant, he gave other talents to another, and to a third servant, he gave one talent, and that the first two, they did great. They went and invested, they, they spent, they used the money for the master's purpose. The third servant, he took the money and buried it in the ground. In other words, he hoarded it. He did not get it working. When the master came back, he said, take it from him and give it to the productive ones. And then he said, the master said, I want you to occupy until I come again. And Christians quote that all the time. We've got to occupy till Jesus comes. They, they tend to say like, well, we've got to take over the government and occupy that, or we've got to do this or that. 
what it really means is transact business until Jesus comes back. That's an economic truth. If we're not transacting business, the economy dies. It's also a spiritual truth. Now, if you're sitting around waiting for politicians to fix your problems, you're missing it. We have to get the money part right and then do our part as the small ships. Join me in the Economic War Room where we'll share 10 solutions in various stages of development to some of the biggest problems we face today. You have a part to play in making America a better place. I've never been more hopeful about the future of America. We have absolutely serious problems, border, race issues, inflation, big brother. But as we learn from King Josiah from 2 Chronicles chapter 34, if we can get the money part right, we can tackle the big issues. And remember, you're one of the small ships. We have a new ranch called Liberty Hawk Ranch, and we've had multiple conferences and summits so far at this beautiful place. And amazing people have been here. Dr. Ben Carson, Michelle Bachman, Frank Gaffney, candidates for Congress, millionaires, billionaires, entrepreneurs, and the amazing Nick Vujicic. We have created a solutions to action tank. We've developed 10 unique solutions here and we're advancing on each one of them. And they're all based on basic principles. The Constitution, uh, free market economics, they have to be beneficial for society, they need to support liberty, security, and values. And our overall theme is they need to be fundable by the people. Now, big ideas require big funding. If we train 10,000 financial advisors with our NSIC training, we will represent a trillion dollars of capital. But we need your help. We need you to demand your financial advisor get involved. I get a call or an email or something every week saying, my advisor doesn't want to help. They don't want to do this. I want to tell you something. This is your money. It's not their money. If your advisor is not willing to help you weaponize your money for liberty, security, and values, fire them. Find a new advisor. Send them to us. We'll train them. Ask us for who's gone through the training. We're not recommending any advisor, and we're not recommending any investments. But we want you to find the right advisor to help you. Now, not one of us can do even one of our 10 solutions. But all of us, we can do all of them. And they're at various stages of development. I'm going to run through them and lay them out here. And if we can solve even one of them, we will make a huge difference. Problem number one that we're facing, the wealth gap. You know what the wealth gap is. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Well, we've got to solve that. Uh, the American system was not designed to just benefit the rich and hurt the poor. In fact, it was designed to have upward mobility where people could go from uh, the poverty to the middle class to the upper class. And, you know, Ben Carson, perfect example of that. Grew up in poverty, single mom, she couldn't even read uh, he was a poor student, but he learned to read. He gave his heart to Christ, and he has excelled in life. Now, we have a lot of good investment ideas, but a lot of people can't participate in that. We've got to solve that. That's an, one of our top problems to solve is solving the wealth gap. And you know, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the other nine solutions when we come back after this break. We have a problem in this country called the wealth gap. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. It used to be that problem was solved because you could either start a company, you could go to work for a startup and, and earn great rewards, or, or, or you could just invest in somebody that started something. The problem is, is that today in the investment market, the best ideas are already taken before they get to where the public can invest. There's private investing and public investing, and private investing is limited to the wealthy. 
and the best ideas, they call them unicorns. And the private markets make as much as they can, and then they sell them to the rest of us ordinary folks. Case in point, Uber. It's a great idea. It's ride sharing. I mean, you pick up your phone, and you can say, I'm here, and they'll locate you. And you can find a trusted driver. You know who's going to drive you. You know what kind of car you're in and the license plate. And you can tell them where you want to go, and they'll tell you exactly how much it costs. And they'll tell you how long before they get there. Infinitely better than a taxi experience. This company came public three years ago at $45 a share. You think, what a great idea. I'm getting in at the ground floor. You know what? It recently traded at $20 a share. In other words, you invest in this great idea, and yet all the cream was gone by the time it got to you. It was a multi-billion dollar idea. It IPO'd at $8.1 billion, and yet half its value is gone in the markets because it came out after all the profits had been made. Now compare that with 25 years ago when Amazon came public, and it came public at $18 a share. Now it split its stock, two for one, two for one, three for one, 20 for one, things like that. Well, the actual cost, if you bought shares and you bought one share at $18, you would have, uh, I don't know how many shares, you would actually pay seven and a half cents per share. That's the split adjusted price. And Amazon has traded at $188 a share in the past year. It's over $100 today. Now, don't you wish you could have invested in Uber at the very beginning like that? It used to be you could participate, but all the great gains seem reserved for the rich. No wonder there's such a push to socialism. The system seems rigged, but don't throw out the system. Get rid of the rigging. So our first solution is the NSIC Institute with a trillion dollars represented by like-minded financial advisors in our five-year project, we're going to be able to create a foundational solution to allow the little guy in also. That's, we'll have a lot of clout in DC with the SEC and others. This is a foundational solution. It's the King Josiah story, getting the money moving and spread out to the people. And that's going to help us enjoy the prosperity that we see for America. All right. This is a unique episode. I'm speaking from my heart. I gave you the foundational solution. We don't have a guest here. I don't have a script. I'm just sharing our vision to see if you want to be part. I want you to be one of the many small ships, just like Dunkirk. And so we have that solution number one, address the wealth gap. Solution number two is we call it the digital Texan. Now, I can't explain it here. It's a little too lengthy. You can look at episodes 184 and 192, but this solution addresses inflation. Recently reported over 9%. It addresses the Federal Reserve money printing. It addresses the risks and violations of privacy from social credit scores and the cancel culture and a digital dollar. Our basic idea is it's gold-backed. It's convenient. It's state-issued. It's not taxable as an investment. It offers privacy protections, and it's an alternative way to pay. It's not a replacement for the whole money system. It's just an alternative for smart people who want to take advantage. So the action steps we need to do to make that happen, I, you got to get educated. you got to watch these episodes. We need to begin the dialogue, and you need to start spreading the idea. We need to get legislation passed in Texas and then eventually every state. So what have we done about it? We had a summit on technology, legislation, gold supplies, and promotion messaging. We're in progress on this. Stay tuned, study the episodes, read the battle plans, and take action. Solution number three, the border and immigration problem. Yes, we have drugs coming across our border. Yes, 
We have potential terrorists coming across our border. Yes, we have voters coming across our border that they're being trained to vote progressively. What's the solution? Well, we have twofold. One, we should declare it as an invasion. In the Constitution, it says that you can't field an army unless you're being invaded. We've done an episode on this. We talk also about using border cameras and reality television. Imagine that. We put cameras on the border, and then we put it out so everybody can watch it, and when they see somebody illegally crossing, they can send it into a tip line that would automatically be distributed to the sheriff or to the army to know that an invasion is taking place. And by the way, Texas, on the Texas border, could have its own army, or New Mexico on their border, or a compact of states if we have actually been invaded. And the way that we get that is a Supreme Court case. We've outlined this. I've talked to senior people, including Louis Gohmert recently. They love it. We're talking to Oklahoma to maybe sue Texas to say, hey, protect our border, and Texas say, hey, we're being invaded. Supreme Court decision, and they get to field an army. It's a beautiful idea. Solution number four, we need to restore a culture. You know, upstream of politics, the politics that says Roe v. Wade or not, all of that is something called culture. And upstream of culture is something called entertainment. Yes, what entertains us determines our culture, and our culture determines our politics. And we've done a lot of episodes on this. Soon we're going to have a summit on it. Kevin and Sam Sorbo, great filmmakers, beautiful, wonderful people. They um, have been in the economic war room. Matt and Joy Thayer recently in episode 195 talked about how they're developing media, entertainment, that will influence the culture. What if you and the free market got to decide what entertainment was produced rather than six Hollywood executives who are trying to control what you think and what you feel? Uh, that's a better idea than Netflix, isn't it? Yes, and Netflix was one of those great investment opportunities. What if we're creating one? It's revolutionary. It's potentially investable. It's early stage, but it has great promise. And we did a show on that, and we explained just how that could be done. Solution number four is the energy problem. And really, there are a lot of issues here. Grid security, energy production, available supply with a green energy push. Well, we need a solution for the grid. Resiliency is possible, and we've done multiple shows on this, and one of them is a documentary that was produced by a friend, Grid Down, Power Up. That was episode 186. You can watch it, share it, and get action from that. Plus, we have legislative action suggested in episode 196. We've talked about energy production and defeating Biden's policies in episode 126. And they're all ending in sixes, aren't they? We talk about investing in pipelines, production. Then we had electricity from space. Now that's not an episode ending in six, it's episode 160 with Lieutenant General Quast. That is a great potential solution. And we've also had a solution to the water crisis, again with General Quast, where you can get water from air. This is a new technology, it may be commercial soon. We're going to be testing it at the Liberty Hawk Ranch. We've already put a deposit down on it. Did you know there's 37 and a half million billion gallons of water in the atmosphere? If you could harness that water, you could solve the water problem anywhere in the world, including desert climates, because this is a new technology. It takes advantage of temperature differential rather than just automatic cooling. It's a beautiful solution. We're gonna have to take a break. When we come back, we will finish out these solutions and then tell you how we can work together as small ships to save America. We've just described five of the best solutions 
things that you could invest in or encourage or support in some way. We don't trust the big think elitist think tanks. We think we need to have a solutions to action tank. That's the NSIC Institute, and you can help us with that. Let me keep going. We have 10 of these solutions. Actually, we have more than that, but we're going to talk about 10 today. And solution number six is how do we stop cancel culture? We do it with parallel systems. Now, I men mentioned earlier that our friend Nick, uh, he got debanked. This guy is the last person you would ever expect to get debanked, but he believed in pro-life causes, and so they just cut him off. You can't raise money, you can't take donations, you can't do this, so they're creating alternative banks, like a pro-life bank. Well, we need that, where you can't be cut off because you have different political beliefs from the progressive left. We need alternatives to Google, because Google is giving us only the search results that they want us to see, not the truth. We need alternatives to social media. We need alternatives and secure infrastructure so that we don't get cut off by Microsoft or these big corporations trying to prove that how woke they are. We're working on all of these. And they're all investable opportunities. And we're going to bring them to you one by one by one as they come available. Now, again, we don't recommend investments. We recommend you get a good investment advisor, and we recommend that your investment advisor reflect your values. And if your values are liberty, security, and Western civilization, Judeo-Christian values, you should send them to the NSIC training and the NSIC Institute. That's where we're going to gather up this massive pool of capital to take back our country and to make it a shining city on a hill for people around the world. Now, we have political challenges to overcome. Uh, what about an out-of-control Congress and the executive branch? I mean, that's crazy what their executive order this and Congress thinks they can mandate this and do this. We have solutions. Solution number seven, we educate and expose. So I've got a new book. It's titled According to Plan. It'll be out shortly and where we're briefing candidates and members about these problems and potential solutions. And we're outing those that are attacking your values that are going against what's right. So solution seven is educate and expose, and the new book, according to plan, does that. Solution number eight, we're combating election fraud. We've talked about that a lot. There's a lot of effort on this that we've done in the economic forum, and believe me, while we haven't done a show on it in a while, we've done a bunch of shows, and we've not given up. You can go back and watch the old shows, and you can see our opinions and thoughts on electoral fraud. We have no place for insurrection. By the way, we denounce that, you know, January 6th, the violence, but come on. All of these hearings, we're having hearings on people, grandma and grandpa, who walked around in the Capitol and they're being thrown in jail. And Hunter Biden, we have on his own laptop that he gave up willingly and is now available in the public domain, uh, looks like allegedly, I don't know, what is it you're supposed to say so you don't get sued? But the fact is, he looks like he's smoking crack and using prostitutes and, and cutting deals that are horrible deals for America and somehow benefit his dad. I mean, these are bad things. We're not having hearings on that. You want to talk about grandma and grandpa walking in statuary hall? Look, we need to have clean elections and we need good people in Congress. So we have strategies that we're working on behind the scenes on litigation, on education. And by the way, 2,000 mules, Dinesh D'Souza, some people just say, oh, you know, that, that, that. it exposes a real problem. 
Good work, Dinesh. Fabulous movie. I encourage you to watch it. It doesn't answer everything, but it does expose a problem. We need to encourage citizens to get educated and to participate. And we are making some progress. Look at that recent Wisconsin ruling where they said that they will not allow uh, unmanned uh, ballot drop boxes. It's unconstitutional. That proves that we're making an impact. Educate, inform, stand up, have poll watchers, all of that. That's one of the solutions we're developing. Because if we can't take back Congress, and we have a bunch of people ignoring the Constitution, we'll have real problems. Good news, we actually have a Supreme Court ready to rein them in, and that leads me to solution number nine. We need to rein in not just Congress, but the administrative state and the bureaucracy. The problem that we faced here is that even if we elect the right officials, they get told almost immediately, they'll come in and say, well, you know, we, we're not allowed to do that. You know, we have to do this at the EPA. We have to do this. Uh, well, I'm trying to limit you. No, 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 this is the way that we do things. And they educate the congressmen and they sway them. Well, good news. There was a recent ruling in a Jarkissi case versus the SEC in the Fifth Circuit, which essentially said, that we don't allow Congress to delegate to the SEC the authority and the power to make up laws, then act as cop and go and arrest people on them, and then go beyond that and, and be the judge of the case, and then go beyond that and be the jury of the case and sentence. They don't allow it because the Congress should not be delegating their authority to an agency that's not accountable to the American people in the executive branch that's actually doing legislative, judicial, and executive functions. No, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. And not only did the Fifth Circuit rule that way, it's going en banc, which means it's still up, we need to pray over that case, but also the Supreme Court ruled similarly regarding the EPA. The EPA said, hey, our job is to regulate these things. Congress gave us a mandate. Oh, by the way, greenhouse gases, those look like a problem, therefore, we're gonna regulate greenhouse gases. The Supreme Court of the United States said, no, you aren't delegated that authority. They can't be a cop who makes up the laws they go, then be judge, jury, and executioner. Now, we're working with some of the top lawyers in the country on this. It's revolutionary. It's bigger than Brexit from Brussels. Solution 10, the coming food crisis. You need to watch episodes 191 and 194, plus our special episode we did in 2020 with Mitzi Perdue. We know there's a food crisis. Some of it may be manufactured. We need to find together solutions. The NSIC Institute working together can produce solutions. That's why we need your help. Now, I haven't mentioned our efforts on supply chains or China or education or racial issues, but we're working on solutions in those areas as well. The key for us in each area, we're going to study it to develop real solutions and provide guidance. We need God's guidance, by the way. We're gonna do our work, we're gonna seek momentum for prayer, and then we're gonna leave the results to God. We're not an elitist think tank. We're a populist solutions to action tank, working with brilliant people. You've all heard me tell the Dunkirk story. It started with a crisis, and there are 300,000 men trapped in an impossible situation, but because of prayer and because of the hard work of the small ships, those men were rescued and Western civilization was saved. I have never been more hopeful about our country. And that includes when President Reagan was elected. I thought that was great. And, and when um, President Bush ousted uh, you know, the Clinton reign, I thought that was gonna be great. And then President Trump. But you know what? 
we're in a more hopeful situation than even then. We have huge momentum, but we need your help. We need you to weaponize your money, according to Luke 16, 11, and then we need to get to work. Now, everything we've talked about will be summarized in this week's free economic battle plan, including links to where you can get game plan, uh, that game plan and gives action steps. Plus, you'll get our action steps from this battle plan to take to your community, our nation, or our world. Get your free copy at economicwarroom.com. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.